Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Episode 46. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> You're back! I'm back! <laughs> it felt like the longest month ever, and to anyone who's ever done a long-distance move, uh, my heart goes out to you <laughs> for the intensity of the process. And I have to say, if we are in Charlotte, North Carolina, please let me know. I am so happy here and feel so good about the move. I can't believe this is the journey of up leveling in one's life and you shared about it when you moved too. like all of our little saboteur ego mind who wants to hang on to what's familiar and this will totally feed into our conversation today kate and i feel like we had to give you another little pep talk about <laughs> what to do and not do when you like someone so maybe this is your first time to the new truth podcast welcome or you've been following along the whole journey you know that we have an episode what to do and not do after a first date but now we're going to tackle what to do and not do when you like someone and flip the old paradigm of love on its head today i'm super excited to have this conversation with you how are you feeling about this kate I'm just happy to have you back. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you back. And yeah, it we missed you a lot. And yeah, the move I think we should go back to completing what you were saying about the move because you you said it but I feel like I want to bring it home more. Like every time we're about to up level in our lives to something greater, um your mind, your saboteur mind will get louder and louder. You're, it will want to hold you back and tell you, no, you're not going to be happy there. This is a mistake. You're going to be miserable. What are you thinking? You're not, whatever. It'll come up with a million and one reasons why the thing that your heart felt aligned to isn't right. And I know my clients experience this when they make the decision to come to Greece, like as soon as they're in the process of making the decision of coming to the immersion and like reclaiming all of who they are, they go through so much shit trying to make that decision because your saboteur mind is job. When you think about it, when we were little being happy and fulfilled and like being in a state of pleasure was our nature and that became not safe. So your mind is like doing everything it's can to try and protect you from being expanded and from growing and from being more of who you are. So that move, I mean, I remember you on the other side, there was, you know, resistance to it and resistance to so many like pieces of it and seeing you now. And you're just like, I, I was starting to question if this was the right move for you. It was like, <laughs> oh, maybe this isn't the place she's meant to be. 
And um, it's so beautiful. Every time I hear you, you're just, you sound different. You're just dropped into this next level of yourself and it feels so aligned and you've just arrived there. You know, you're just starting to settle in. So I'm imagining you're going to get more and more and more um, clarity around all the ways in which it's aligned, but holy crap, it's been so beautiful to witness you just land and like, oh yeah, this is home. Thank you so much. And since we're going to do this for a second, I have to say, speaking of kids, I watched the most unbelievable TED talk where essentially this man talked about how adults don't stop having imagination, that children, their imagination is like the greatest gift and they're always, you know, creating and imagining. But it, literally, he talked about what's how it stops as we get older. And part of what I had to practice with this move, and I literally needed a lot of coaching support on doing this, was imagining how good it could be. Mm-hmm. And it really reminded me what it takes for someone to leave a bad relationship or what it takes to leave a bad job. Like your, your whole being, we are wired for survival, not happiness. Our yeah. soul wants happiness. We are meant to thrive and be fulfilled in our lives, but we're also bodies and our physiology is not set up that way. We have to work hard and intentionally around that. And so I love, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the new truth podcast stands for imagination right? Like challenging every single thing that you thought has been right or normal or the old truth and into you get to imagine the most extraordinary life for yourself. And we are here to walk you through a process of having that be your new truth and your new reality. Because the first week I was here, I literally go, oh my God, I could not have imagined this. Like everything I did to get myself here was a slow process, but I hope that feels for everyone. And that's what it felt like when I was falling in love with Andrew, that I set lots of intentions. I believed that it could be better than my on again, off again, crazy ex, but hopefully you live a life where it's keep imagining the next best thing for yourself. Like keep imagining that things can get better. And, and that's the reclamation of the childlike innocence that we all have. Yeah. And this can also be flipped on its head when you like someone and you are fantasizing. Imagination is different than fantasy. (laughs) I was just thinking that's how adults fantasize. Adults turn their imagination like we still have the ability to dream, but our dreaming becomes a nightmare because we start like either fantasizing about love or like being so disconnected, believing the stories in our heads rather than being actually in the experience. But also like our imaginations about like fears and worries and what ifs and doubts and like, oh my gosh, what if this happened? I can't, I can't leave this relationship. You know, I would starve. I would whatever. And our, our minds go to worst case scenario all the time. That's where our imagination energy goes. And yet we still, we do get to choose to flip it on its head and to get back to that innocent imagination of like cultivating and creating the life that we desire and then choosing to take action that's in alignment with that. So good. Yeah. Big difference between imagination and fantasy and also how to use your energy, right? Like essentially you just said that, how to harness your energy and how to use your imagination for good and in service to what you actually want rather than what you don't want. Yeah. So what to do and not do when you like someone, where shall we start? (laughs) Not do or do? (laughs) Uh, uh, if you've caught the feels, that's the new millennial oh my God, term. Or, I can't. Um, my, 
I have a, uh, one of my best friends is is quite a bit younger than me, and she she uses all those terms. She's like, I caught the feels. It's really cute, uh, but I didn't even know that was a thing. I was like, what does that mean? What do you mean you caught the feels? Like a cold, um, and and it it is coming from that energy of like, oh, it's a bad thing. I have feelings. And mm. I mean, okay, I'll start here. And this is not going to be new information for those of you who've been here for um, a long journey with us, but, um, but your feelings are your own, right? So when we like someone, your mind goes, is always, I mean, your mind does this in every instance, but we're, we're always in everyone else's world, but our own. And so, oh, I like this guy. Oh, he, 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 he. And the focus is on him. And then it's as soon as the focus is on him, there's a pedestaling that happens, right? As soon as we like someone, we focus on all these things we like. And then there feels like this weird discord and this urgency, like I need to, I need to lock this down or I need to get him to commit in some way. I need to harness this because I'm going to lose it. So it becomes this, this beautiful feelings that you're experiencing inside of your own body become this negative thing. I caught the feels now I'm sick with love or whatever. Um, now it, it becomes this negative thing, even though it's actually a really beautiful thing and the beautiful experience that you get to feel all those beautiful feelings. But when your mind gets involved and puts the attention on him and makes it all about him. Well, now it becomes a thing that you could lose. And so now fear kicks in and now we act awkward and shut parts of ourselves off or push away or get clingy and needy and push them away that way or become avoidant or all that's when all the protective mechanisms kick in um, to try and protect us rather than you just like, if I could give you one piece of advice, you know, when you start to like someone, feel your feelings and enjoy them. Like, Ooh, I like someone. Oh my God. Okay. What does it feel like in my body? Wow. I feel really energized. I haven't had this much energy in years. I feel alive. I feel radiant. I feel turned on and lit up. Amazing. Soak that up, bask in it, bathe in it, roll around in it because that is you not the other person, the other person. Yes. He's a part of it. He or she is an activator. But when you like the person, keep your attention to the, obviously the mind is seductive, but do your best to like really own and, and enjoy that energy because it's a beautiful thing. And keep saying yes to that, right? So this first thing of what to do is recognize your feelings are your own. And I, we've had so many epic episodes about pleasure. This feels so interconnected because I'm thinking about my clients who are recovering from codependency or painful love, right? They think they have to do something about a really good feeling because it's unfamiliar. And then that's why they're afraid that it's going to go away because there was no consistency or reliability in their um, childhoods or in any relationship. So not only so important to feel it, but to actually keep tracking it, mm. right? To let it, is, does it continue to feel good with this yeah. person? And do I feel good when I leave the date? Not only yeah. like waiting by the phone for them to call again so I can get a hit of dopamine, right? So now we're in what not to do, which is yeah. think that this person's in charge of how you feel. And most of all, build a life around feeling good. And I think that's what people seem to miss. And that's something that I really had to learn. The codependent creed is I will not be happy. And I certainly will not be happier than those around me or than my parents. 
So if that is something that you're struggling with, or you're someone who actually gets that early attached, and now my mind makes a bunch of stories, or I'm afraid to have it go away, that's not only mindset work, that's actually deeper healing work. But the permission in this moment is it gets to feel good. You're yeah. allowed to feel good. Thank, be grateful for that activation because how fun are crushes? Crushes mm-hmm. are so much fun. Andrew and so I fun. watch TV shows we like because we crush on the same people. Um, and it, and I love even just watching the show, delighting in how I feel or what it's like to be turned on by certain people. I mean, again, we're animals first, right? Mm-hmm. Primal body, but your feelings belong to you. Yes. Yeah. And like pay attention to where the feelings are coming from. Like if the feelings are coming from the story in your mind that this guy's perfect for you and you need to be in a relationship with him or her and that they are everything that you want and they're everything on your checklist. Like seriously, if you still have a checklist. It's episode 46. If you still have a checklist, you need to burn that shit right now because the, the, the problem with the checklist is it keeps us buying into this idea that that the the focus is on the other person. It's all about who he is versus how I want to feel, right? If you want to manifest your ideal relationship and you want to play with the energy of imagining your ideal relationship, imagine how you would feel. Imagine right. who you who you would be inside of it. Imagine how you'd be treated rather than, oh, who he is because that keeps us, it actually keeps us in the wrong part of ourselves. It keeps us disconnected from our truth when we're on dates, when you're actually getting to know someone, if it's all about the thoughts in your head, oh, he's this, he's that, he's, he checks all the boxes, he's handsome, he's successful, he's, you know, pays the bill, whatever, pays for the bill at the end of dinner, mm-hmm. like check, check, check. Well, now your attention is on him and you're missing what's happening inside of you. So that's the thing to be really mindful of is when you're on these dates and you can go back, we have so many episodes about this. Um, I, I can't remember the titles at the moment, but when you're on the dates, like notice how you feel inside your body and keep your attention there, you know, keep your mind open and curious about him. Don't think you know him ever. I mean, even 20 years into the relationship, because that's what creates codependency and roles in relationships where we shut parts of ourselves off, but ultimately know where it's coming from. And if you have feelings because you feel amazing when you're around this person and you feel amazing when you leave and then fear kicks in, like speak to your fear, have a conversation with her in your journal. Hey, I see you. You're afraid of losing this really amazing feeling. And I'm here to tell you, like have these conversations with yourself. I'm here to tell you that you get to feel good with or without this guy, like that there's a many ways we're going to feel good in our life. And this is an amazing experience, but it's not the only experience. The mind is the savager mind is always in such scarcity. Like, Oh, this is the thing I got to hold on to the thing. Um, but ultimately when you live in a place of alignment with your truth and trusting life, trusting the divine, trusting that, you know, you're going to experience what you're meant to experience in this lifetime and, you know, designing a life that feels good, then there's less scarcity. You don't have to be in such, you know, desperation when, when someone shows up that you like, like, Oh, urgency, I need to get this thing versus just allowing it to organically unfold. Cause that's how, like when you actually operate from your truth and operate from your feelings and own all your feelings, that's how you you pick up on the signals when your body's like run for the hills. This is something is off here, you know, cause they're a narcissist or they're it's toxic in some way. 
And you also hear the signals when your body's like, oh yeah, this is safe. This feels good. Right. And I think don't decide. So when you like someone, don't decide, you know, who they are, Mm -hmm. right? Like let it be enough when you like someone. And one of the exercises I often have clients do too is, yeah, tell me what you like right? Tell me what you like about how you feel, but also tell me what you like without the story that you've now met the one or you've met the perfect person because it has, I feel like it has to be said today, liking someone doesn't now mean that they're the right partner for you, right? Liking someone doesn't actually mean anything other than I like how I feel when I'm with this person. And there is a big difference between I like who this person is versus I like the fantasy of who I think this person is. Mm -hmm. So if you are someone where you find you've, had a pattern where you find yourself like at six to eight weeks. I always call my clients out on this. They'll say, I just can't believe he did this. This is not in character. I essentially say you had no idea who it was, Mm -hmm. right? Because if someone flips that big of a script, like literally out of nowhere ghosts you, out of nowhere starts controlling you, then we want to work with you one-on-one to learn Mm -hmm. a new vetting process of actually paying attention to your feelings and then most of all paying attention to the behavior of the other person. This Mm -hmm. is turning into an episode about feelings, I think, (laughs) like how to building self-trust in your feelings. But that's something I keep seeing because the over-analysis, you know, I've been working with several clients lately who learning how to trust yourself is directly correlated to emotional mastery and actually understanding how you feel. And I have clients who are actually not feeling good on dates, but then thanks to YouTube videos and, and bullshit dating advice, like, Oh, we should give this person another chance. And I'm like, you just said you didn't feel good on the date. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's breathe into that feeling. You get to have that feeling and it doesn't go, it's not going to change. Yes. So neutral, neutral is actually good neutral is good big sparks liking someone on the first date like i'm sorry that's chemical you really don't know who that person is it's fantasy and yes if you are turned off right and you're not having a good time and you're shutting down you don't need to coach yourself into giving that person another chance like that's plenty of information i didn't feel good i didn't feel excited i'm not looking forward to seeing this person again that's plenty of information. Yes. So yeah, Yeah. really, really important. And also if you've had trauma, as many of our episodes have been talking about, you know, it is really hard to trust your feelings. Like that is something you have to relearn and give yourself a chance to do, but you not only have permission to feel good, you actually have permission to say, I don't feel good with this person. And you don't have to convince yourself to stay with them. I promise or give them another chance and stop asking your friends for dating advice who literally, when you tell them you didn't feel good on a date that they say, you're too picky or give them another chance. Please stop telling your girlfriends to do that. Support your girlfriends and asking, how did you feel on the date and celebrating with them and supporting them and not fantasizing. And if your girlfriend tells you she didn't feel good on a date, remind her that she does not have to see that person again, because they're back to everything you said, there's an abundance of amazing people out there. And my God, you deserve to feel good in your relationships. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. There's no, there is an abundance and it's, and I think that, yeah, it's that scarcity that causes like, causes us to feel like, Oh, I need to lock this down. I need to, what do I do with this? And that panicked feeling. And Um, I get this question a lot with clients, like, do I tell the person how I'm feeling? And 
I always say like, if you want to share your feelings, absolutely. Vulnerability is one of the greatest ways to build intimacy and create connection with anyone in your life. But again, own your feeling, right? Instead of, oh, I really like you. I think you're the best guy. You're this, you're that. It's like, well, you actually don't even know them yet. Especially, I mean, if, if, especially if it's in the beginning, um, it's, I can't like, I've been on dates where people say who I am. They're like, oh, you're so this, you're so that it was so nice to meet you. And it's like, wait, I'm not even that. Um, and so instead of that, if you want to share feelings, share like, Hey, I had a really great time tonight. I really love how I feel when I'm around you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your energy with me. Thank you for the night, but actually owning everything that you're feeling instead of giving it away. Right. And in the opposite, Hey, I'm not feeling the connection I'm looking for on our date. And I wouldn't like to go any further than this. That's how you say that. (laughs) I'm not feeling the connection I'm looking for. Thank you so much for your time. Also, you don't owe someone kindness if they were rude and awful in a text message or on a dating app or on a date, you have a right to get up and leave. I don't think women, we don't learn that. We're trained to be good girl martyrs um, who have to suffer through pain, but you can be, I mean, the kindness is then the intention, right? If you respect the person you're talking to and also remember that these are adults, right? If you want to stop being treated like a child, stop acting like a child and please stop treating other people like a child. You're treating someone like a child when you're afraid to hurt their feelings because you're essentially saying you can't handle my truth and you've decided that for them. Rather than adult perspective is if I'm dating, I'm taking the risk. And that's why I think everyone should be celebrated who's on online dating because you're being willing to put yourself out there and you're willing to practice boundaries and you're willing to practice vulnerability. i made a post a couple months ago where I just said, shout out to all the people that have initiated the breakup conversation, right? Like you are starting, you be what's different, right? No more pointing the finger at online dating. You bring the consciousness to online dating because you won't ghost anyone. You'll treat people with respect everyone's so grateful for truth right and also if someone asks you why i feel like we need to talk about this for a second if you tell someone i'm not feeling the connection i'm looking for and i wouldn't like to go further than this and they say why or tell me more you don't have to answer that and that's actually a sign of emotional immaturity Mm -hmm. because the it's enough your feelings are enough there's mm-hmm. no more discussion or explanation for why you didn't feel good on the date. That's it. And you don't have to engage with someone when you're texting. If they start, you know, being rude and upset, you can block them. You can block. You do not owe anyone anything. No. And there's a lot of weirdos out there. That's the thing. Online yes. dating is given permission. Like the online world. I mean, I experienced an Instagram bully for many months, which was incredibly um traumatic at the time. And that's, that's the reality of the online world, right? The online world, there's going to be a whole lot of amazing people out there just like you and I, and there's going to be a whole lot of amazing people out there who are just like the Instagram bully who are not there for the right reasons. So coming back to, um, what to do and not do when you like someone, this is why this work is so important to really learn how to distinguish the difference between your patterns and your saboteur or your inner child, as Catherine would say, um, to learn how to distinguish the difference between operating from that place and from your truth. And that's, I mean, 
it's the whole point of the new truth podcast, <laughs> because ultimately, you know, especially with women and love, like when it comes to love, we are all blinded because of the stories we've been fed our whole lives and the, 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 I mean, we're that we're the feelers, right? So like love is such a priority for women. Um, more than it is for men. And so we're so vulnerable and susceptible to being taken for a ride. And I, I, I've worked with lots of women who've had a lot of really traumatic experiences with online dating. And, and ultimately when someone shows you who they are, believe them. You know, if you tell someone you have feeling, you love how you feel when you're around them and you really enjoy the connection and the presence and, and, and you share your heart with someone and then they don't, text you anymore or they disappear, that's them showing you their ability and their capacity and their patterns. And that's probably an avoidant. If you listen to the episode with Mark Groves and Kylie and Macbeth, uh, Mark talks a lot. It's not that's such a phenomenal episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back. It's episode 44. And it was so cool having a man on the podcast and hearing his perspective, but he talks, so he tells the story about his first heartbreak rupture that happens and that caused him to become an avoidant and then how he was an avoidant and he was only interested in unavailable women. And when a woman showed interest, he would, he would disappear. And so it's nothing. I mean, when you hear the episode, you'll hear, or if you know, Mark Rose, he is pure love. He is the most amazing guy. It had nothing to do with who he is. It doesn't mean that if someone ghosts you or disappears, that doesn't mean they're a sociopath or a narcissist or a bad person. It just means that 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 they've hit their capacity because their protective mechanisms are leading the way. And so it doesn't. And it and and having said that, now you know it's not personal. And when you hear Mark's episode, you'll get you'll really get that every guy who you've really liked, you know, you felt good in your body around them, and then all of a sudden they disappear, and you don't hear from them, and you're like, oh my god, and your saboteur is telling you stories like I'm not beautiful enough or smart enough or interesting enough, and you're taking it all personal. It's not fucking personal. All that happened was they bumped up against their patterns, just like you bump up against yours. So knowing your patterns and knowing yourself intimately is so important so that when you're out there dating, you're equipped, you're equipped to actually know what part of me is leading. And, you know, I like this person. Okay, great. Bask in the feeling. There's nothing, you don't have to do anything with it. You know, we have this, this feeling like we feel good. So we've got to get rid of it. We've got to like, you feel turned on. You've got to have an orgasm. You've got to, it, rather than just breathing and allowing yourself to feel good and letting those mag those magical feelings of liking someone trickle into every area of your life. And right. like, that's how you become magnetic. Like we're, you just allow yourself to bask in the feelings and now you're a magnet out in the world. And you know, if it's not that guy, it's going to be someone else because your heart is open and your, your light is turned on. I just said a lot of things, a lot of different things. This is the best. This has turned into quite an episode. I'm so happy to be back. (laughs) And it's over and over and over again. I actually don't know how people do relationship without self-awareness. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everything you just talked about is about knowing yourself. And that's what coaching is, right? Your coaching and boundaries is not about controlling other people. It's about knowing yourself and learning how to not take taking things personally, taking things personally all the time is a sign of codependency and child consciousness. And it's a lot and actually a lack of boundaries and 
so much when I watch online dating, why it's such a struggle is because people don't have boundaries, period. They don't know how to have boundaries, yes. which is the not taking things personally with, with not putting on a performance. Yes. And I would have missed out on so many amazing experiences had I not learned how to enjoy what I feel and mm. also trust when I don't feel good. Yes. Right. I, I'm going to say it again. If your friends didn't feel good on a date, you do not have to convince them to give someone another chance. And you might want to explore and learn. And this is why standard dating advice doesn't really work if you don't know yourself is because it's being filtered through one lens, yeah. right? You, you have your pattern and your reality that you want to become an expert in. And that's what both of us do. We actually empower you to know what is your truth? What are your patterns? How do you need to behave? Because yeah. there is no one size fit all. No, that's how most YouTube dating advice is actually set up. And now, yeah. you know, the therapists on Instagram, it's amazing. But guess what? Reading Instagram posts is not therapy. Listening to a podcast is not coaching. We are here to plant the seeds in your consciousness and your mind. And then that we hope takes you into the doors of one of our temples, right? Where transformation happens and learning happens. And we want to celebrate all the experiences you have when you like someone and no one can take that away from you, right? We're going to do an episode on reframing how people talk about their exes because we might want to get, we're, we're, we're brewing that we might want to get rid of even the term ex. Um, I, someone said past partner the other day. Um, and I liked that instead of ex because it was so negative, but you, you're in charge of your life. Right. And most dating has set women up to be in the passenger seat to think that you have no power over this experience. And guess what? That is what the bullshit is. That's what the old paradigm is that you have to hope and wish to be chosen. You have to hope and wish you find someone healthy and that you can't learn how to be accountable for your experience, how you can actually create a relationship and the people with great relationships. I'm so excited that we had Mark and Kylie. I mean, what an epic healing oh inspirational episode and we want you to keep hearing the stories of empowering women and empowering people who are actually living the creation of a relationship. So the creation of a great relationship starts out with you liking the person. Please yeah. like, okay, here's the last thing I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I loved my ex, but I didn't like him. Mm. So let's talk about liking someone starts with friendship liking who someone is, is yeah. not only about how you feel when you're with them. You want to know if you like someone, here's how it goes. One, do you like how they show up in the world without you in it? Mm -hmm. Do you like how that person lives their life? Do you yes. respect how that person lives their life? Then how do you know if you like someone, you like how they show up for you. You're mm -hmm. not wishing they showed up differently. You're not trying to control their behavior. That's not, you don't like the person. If you're controlling how they behave, if you're saying, I wish you called me more, did this more, guess what? That person's showing you who they are. So mm -hmm. don't say you like them if you're controlling them. And mm -hmm. three, you like them if you have a shared value system and shared vision. That is liking the person. But most of all, who someone starts with who they are in the world not changing them, not manipulating them into be someone you want them to be, not controlling their behavior so they show up differently. The standard of dating, the empowerment of dating is I actually let myself see who people are. Because back to everything you said, believe them the first time, people are showing you who they are over a significant period of time. 
right? Yeah. Because, okay, we're going to do another episode about why people fade away after blasting, you know, for the first few weeks and then disappearing and what that actually is. But I feel I'm so happy uh, that I got to say that because there has to be a teaching on how to even know if you like someone. It's not only, oh, we have chemistry. Yeah. You like who that person is in the world without you in it. Without you in it, how do they treat people around them? How do they talk about their past lovers? How do they talk about their life, right? Everybody wants a confident person on every research study under the sun. Every single person wants confidence. That's the number one desired trait of partners. And confidence has nothing to do with other people. Confidence is how someone carries themselves in the world. You just were on um, Amy Pemensky's epic 14 day event. I hope people got to listen to your episode on that. And at the core, right, that's certainly something we're offering our clients too: how to become the most magnetic, empowered, confident, truthful version of yourself, because that's where the creation of an epic life and, re and relationship stems from. Yes, it does. And I, I love everything you just said so much. I love the, the shifting, the focus, like when you are thinking about them, that you're not fantasizing and making up who you think they are, but you're actually paying attention. Right. Like one of the things when I first met Jeff, um, one of the things I was really clear on is like health is one of my top values. And so I kind of observed him and his life was like, is, is it aligned? Is like, is he a healthy guy? Does he take care of himself? Because I know years down the road, if we're in a relationship, I will try and change that about him. And I, I will try and control him and it will become a contention point if it's not aligned. So know your values, know your non-negotiables. And then the last thing I want to say is that like, think about when you make an amazing friendship, like you meet a new sister, you fall in love, you had like Catherine and I, the first I night we had, you and me. <laughs> we just like had the most amazing connection. And then we added each other to Facebook and it's just like, ah, we let seven years pass and we like kind of watched each other. And then, and then we reached out and we had a couple connection points and then I'll boom, we birthed a podcast and now we're married. And so, I mean, not, <laughs> not actually, but you are my work wife, my work wife. And, and that's the thing, like, that's, that's how you want to do love too. It's like, I wasn't like, Oh my God, is she not thinking about me? Is Catherine going to ne never be, I wasn't even, I didn't even know how significant you were going to be in my life. And this is true for so many women in my life. Yelena in my story, my, my um, business coach slash friend um, have a very similar story where I didn't even know I met her at a California event. And then seven years later, we became super close friends and, and she's supporting me with my business. Like you those never California, know those California who someone's, events. Those, oh, <laughs> Amy. I know. I mean, all my friends, California <laughs> events. I'm supposed to move to California after the you know, when you guys have calmed down, down there. In America. <laughs> um, for now I'll stay in Canada, but, um, but you know, we don't do that with friendships. We're not all in right. fantasy. Like, Oh my God, I really like her. Like, how do I get, get closer to her? How do I, I mean, right. you might do that, but if you do, it's your saboteur, it's your fantasy. Right. But ultimately we do for the most part, we don't do that with friendships. And so try in like, do the same thing when you're, when you're dating someone or you're getting to know a guy or a woman or whoever you're falling in love with, like, just allow it to be like, allow it to unfold. Like you would a friendship friendships happen naturally and organically. And that's why they're so beautiful and special yes. relationships are a mess because we're trying to control everything. It's the opposite. Yes. So learn from your own actions. Yes. If and all the research, every single study, every single expert, 
has been saying that relationship, uh, friendship is what makes relationships last period being really great friends that are attracted to each other and like having sex (laughs) with each other, but friendship, friendship. Yes. And, and, and why they're so cute and have lasted. Yes. Yeah. I just had, and when I, they're, they're best friends and they have such a beautiful relationship and it's so balanced and they, they're not codependent. Like they do tons of stuff separately and then tons of stuff together. And they, they just share all the same values and they're just the sweetest. And, and apparently are still attracted to each other. We don't go into their sex life. (laughs) They've got one. So that's good too. It's been like 45 years. Um, but that is totally, that's it. So yeah, treat it like a friendship. Let it like, don't, there's nothing to rush. You don't have to rush sex. You don't have to rush commit commitment. You don't have to rush anything. Like just anything, you know, feel your your feelings and recognize after one day, if you're going home and telling everybody that you like someone name, the things you liked, remind yourself, you don't know who they are yet. Name the feelings that you're having and remember to keep watching. And someone else's behavior tells you about them, not about you. Yeah. Okay, my loves. Here's here's to dating in the new paradigm, having a new paradigm relationship, finding your truth, and most of all, knowing that you are worthy and valuable because you exist and worthy of investing in yourself and getting the support you need to live the life of the most empowered, confident, beautiful, authentic, truthful version of yourself. You can heal. You deserve the best. We love you. If you loved this episode, let us know. That makes us so happy to hear from you. And we so appreciate you sharing this message with your girlfriends and people in your life. And most of all, subscribing and leaving us a review. We know there are a lot of relationship podcasts out there and we so appreciate your support. So we'll see you next week. See you next week.